0: Today is an incredible day. This is one of my favorite days of the year, and and for many of us, one of our favorite days of the year, because we get to bring an Endeavor Christmas offering. Yes. Uh, You know, everything that we're doing this next week is not happening for free. Uh, And everything that we've been doing all year long uh, in reaching people for Christ has not been free. Uh, The gospel is free. The gospel is like water. Water is free. But it's not free to get it to your house. And so all of the things that we're doing have to be resourced, uh, and today is our opportunity. We had planned to have our Endeavor uh, Christmas offering last Sunday, but we had a visitor named Diego that came to town and, and put us on a bit of a pause. But we were delayed, but we will not be denied. Uh, you know, I've always believed that blessed are the flexible, for they will not break. And so, at the end of our service today, we're all going to have an opportunity uh, to to take some of the resources that God has given us and sew them into something that matters for eternity there's a lot of things that we're going to spend our money on over the next week the next month uh, the next year but not all of those things are going to have eternal value what, what we are investing into with our endeavor offering. And, and for us, for our church, the reason we call it endeavor is endeavor for us is an offering that's above and beyond our tithe. Our tithe uh, belongs to the Lord. We don't even give God our tithe because it already belongs to him. But uh, our Endeavor Giving is an offering that helps resource the advancement of the kingdom of God uh, in the earth. Uh, It it resources the mission that God has given to our church. And so uh, you're going to have an opportunity to be a part of something great. Just like Mariah said, I'm I'm locating my spot and my place and realizing I can be part of a team. I want to encourage you to enter in to the heartbeat of God For this world. And that's really what this is all about. John 3 16, we know this verse, right? For God so loved the world that he gave. Everybody say, gave. He gave his only begotten Son. So here's what we know the love of God caused him to give. And the love of God caused him to give his very best. And that's what we're going to have an opportunity to do in just a few moments. This, I love this season of the year because uh, it's an opportunity to celebrate uh, an incredible thing that has happened in the earth. God has entered the human condition. That's what the Christmas story is. And most religion is actually man's attempt to try to seek out God, but only Christianity has this component to it, this understanding. Christianity is God seeking out man, God taking the initiative to come into our world. There's a lot of truths that we can gather from the Christmas story, uh, and, and I think at least understanding this, it is the heart of God that he cares enough to take initiative. That's why we care enough. To take initiative. And, and I think one of the things that, that stands out to me in the Christmas story is that God enters the world through people. Jesus could have just appeared, but Jesus came through a person. Jesus came through, through Mary, his mother. And everything that God does in the earth, he does it through his people. Whatever God wants to do in western North Carolina, he's looking for a people. He's looking for someone who will allow God to work through them. Someone who will speak his words. Someone who will reach out and touch in his name. Someone who will give. The financial resources that are needed are not just going to fall out of the sky. It's going to come through people. And, and I think we got to get an understanding of this, is that, that the earth belongs to people. God has given us, as his people, authority and responsibility in the earth. And whatever God wants to do in the earth, he's going to do it through us. He's calling out for someone who will say, here am I, send me. He's calling out for someone who who will own this thing. And so I want us to look at a couple of people in the Christmas story that God worked through. And I think there's some things in this story that can help us. I want to look at two ladies, Mary and It's either her sister or her cousin, commentators are uh, in debate over this, but Mary and Elizabeth. Mary, the mother of Jesus, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. One lady, Elizabeth, was quite a bit older. One lady, Mary, was thought of by most people to be a teenager, 16, 17 years old. Both of these people experienced, both of these women experienced a supernatural conception in their life. Elizabeth was way up in years, and we're going to see the story in just a moment, and she was barren, uh, even into her older years. Mary was this virgin teenager. Elizabeth is looking back and wondering, uh, are my best years behind me? Is my fruitfulness behind me? And Mary is looking ahead as a 16-year-old wondering, I am hope <laughs> my best years are in front of me. And both of them received a supernatural touch from heaven. And I believe that as we look at their story, we could get some insights into how God would move uh, in, in our life and touch Our world as well. How would God get into our life? Here's what I know. Many of us are in need of a miracle. In other words, we've done all we can do. And now we're in a place where we need God to do what only he can do. The God factor, the, the miracle factor, the, the supernatural factor. God is still working miracles today. God wants to work, amen. He wants to work supernaturally in our life. Let's not just reduce Christianity to a bunch of good ideas and trying to be nice people. <laughs> We're believing God to move miraculously in our life. And I believe there's some insights we can get out of these, the story of these two ladies. So Luke chapter 1 is where I want to kind of start out. And we're really going to look quite a bit at uh, Elizabeth today. But Luke 1, verse 5, In the days of Herod, king of Jude, uh, Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. He had a wife from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both advanced in years. That's the way nice way to say they were getting old. Both righteous, Both walking blameless, doing all the right things, yet still childless. In their day, it it was an enormous shame to be without a child. And the thing that I know that's true for every person in this room and every person that you're going to meet is that there's a secret pain that is in your world that is in your heart. I guess why it's important to remember constantly be kind to everyone because you don't know you don't know what their secret pain is and and everyone has one you know with whether your your secret pain could be childless or whether your secret pain could be directionless. Uh, maybe your secret pain is you actually feel pretty lonely right now. Uh, or, or maybe your secret pain could be I just can't seem to get the weight off. I, 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 want to, I want to do this, but it just seems so hard. Maybe your secret pain is you just can't find the right job. Maybe you're married to somebody who doesn't actually really share your values, and you're having to share a life with somebody who's not really wanting to go the direction that you want to go. Maybe, maybe there's financial struggles in your life. Maybe there's health issues in your world. But I know everybody in this room is experiencing some kind of human pain. And sometimes life doesn't seem fair. You know, you do all you can to, make, to do it right, but sometimes things just don't work out the way you hope they would work out, the way you plan for them to work out. You know, you, you tried to raise your kids right, but they veered off in the craziness. You tried to do a good job, and, but you lost your job. Uh, you tried to make the marriage work, but it didn't work out. Matthew 5, verse 45, says that he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. We all got snowed in last week. (laughs) Whether you love Jesus or not, right? And we got to remember that we, we live in a fallen world. Sin has entered the human condition. And we know God is good, but sometimes life can feel tough. And life can feel unfair. And I think we make a mistake, though, when we try to work life out in terms of fair and unfair. Because it actually doesn't work out on those kind of terms. And you could be like Zechariah and Elizabeth who walked righteous, blameless before God and still had this secret pain going on. And you could be thinking, why is this happening to me? <laughs> right? I've, I've really tried to do everything right, but things haven't worked out the way I hope. Well, let me just say this. The bad news is life isn't fair. The good news is God is bigger and better than the unfairness of life. Come on. And when all of our best effort, all of our trying our best has been given, and life has seemed to treat us in an unkind way, I just want to remind you today God is still good, and God is still interested. And God can still work it out. Some of my favorite scriptures are the but God scriptures. Anybody glad God has a big but? Come on. Genesis 50, verse 20. Here's Joseph at the end of his uh, story, towards the end of his story. He says, As for you, my family, you meant evil against me, but God. Everybody say, but God. But God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result. Psalm 73, verse 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Acts 2, verse 23 and 24, this man, this is Peter preaching and he's preaching about Jesus. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. All this unfairness has happened. But God. So I just want to say, The place of your inadequacy, the place of your weakness, the place of where it feels unfair is the exact spot God can work a miracle. Here, Elizabeth is past her prime and wondering, is God ever going to work in my life? But he did. Mary had not entered her prime. And we're going to talk about her next week. But God entered their world. I want to move on in the story, Luke 1, verse 8. It says, it so happened that Zechariah was carrying out his priestly duties before God, working the shift assigned to his regiment." I love the message. It says, it came his one turn in life. Wow. To enter the sanctuary of God and burn incense. His one turn for God to intersect with his world. Can I tell you, you're more likely to intersect with God in church than in a bar? Come on, somebody. Hey. He didn't know that this was going to be his day. But he showed up. That verse, verse 9 in New American Standard says, According to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by Lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. What I think is interesting is that Zechariah was not actually in pursuit of a miracle. He was just doing What he should be doing. He's just showing up when it was his turn. He's just going to church, just worshiping God, going about his duties. Then his day of opportunity arose. If he wasn't, if he wouldn't have been in his place, he wouldn't have had his day. Uh, by, by being in his place, he experienced his day. Can I just say to you that when, when you're in your place, you're positioned for your day. And the reason I want to say this is because I think because life can come off unfair, some people just quit doing what's right how many i I cannot tell you how many people through the years they experience something unfair they go that's it i'm not going to church anymore or they said yeah i i believe this tithe thing i tried it it feels like it's a mess or they started out to have a prayer life they felt motivated in church and it didn't work out so they just stopped And what I'm saying to you today is this you don't know when, you don't know when your day for God to intersect into your world. So, would you stay in church? I said, would you stay in church? I mean, would would you just keep worshiping God? Would you keep keep reading your Bible? (laughs) Keep praying? keep tithing, keep serving, keep being kind. Come on. Keep going to work. It's all right. Keep showing up. You know, 2018 is just about over. It it may or may not have been the year you planned for. It may or may not have turned out the way you would have hoped. It would have But Zechariah and Elizabeth, they they stayed with it. And by staying with it, they showed up in their place and found their day. I just believe that God has a miracle in his heart. A supernatural touch that he wants to bring into our world. So here's what we're going to do today. This is our opportunity as a church to sow in a big way, in a tremendous way, uh, into the work of the kingdom of God. We're going to give you an opportunity for that in a moment, but before we do that, I just want to pray. I want you to bow your heads, and I want you to close your eyes, and you know, it's very possible that You're here today, and maybe you're visiting, or maybe you've been around for a long time, but you've never actually just surrendered your life to Jesus. And I would love to pray with you today. Maybe you're here today, and you know there was a day that you could look back on and and say, wow, I used to really follow after Jesus with all my heart, but I know I'm not where I want to be, where I used to be, where I could be, where I should be. This would be a great time you to come home. Or maybe you feel unsure about where you stand. Nobody's looking around, but I just want to take a moment to pray. Maybe you're realizing that life requires more than just you can put together yourself. You need the help of heaven in your life. If you're here today you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I I, I need to open my life up to Christ, or I need to come back to Him, or I just want to Know for sure I'm right with God. Would you pray with me? I want you to lift your hand real high and say, "That's me. That's me." Would you pray with me? God bless you. Just be honest. Just right here, this moment. Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. Just open your life to surrender to the love of Jesus. To surrender to the lordship of Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you. Let's pray this prayer together. It's for everybody who lifted their hand, but I would like for us all just to pray out loud. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into this world. I open my heart to your love, to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my life as my lord. I know I've sinned, So I come to the cross where you've paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start. It's a new beginning. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord.